welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. And you guys, if you are feeling isolated, if you're feeling like you don't have a tribe of women, like-minded people to really help you transcend from where you are right now into the person that you know you are being called to be, or maybe you're getting that soul calling and you're not quite answering it yet and it's turning more into a scream and it's starting to make you feel even more awful than the thought of facing the fear around doing that actual thing. If you're in any of these positions, you have to join me this year at The Bliss Project. It is March 2nd through the 4th in Newport Beach, California, and it is going to be a life-changing weekend. If you've been wanting to bust through your fears and really meet a like-minded tribe of people, this is exactly where you must be. If you're feeling called to this, I want you to go check it out at theblissproject.info right now. It's also in the show notes. And who is this event for? You guys, I really want to get clear on if you're feeling called to it, I want to make sure that you know what is going to go on there. So if you have always had a desire to do something big, but you've always been afraid to follow through, if you feel like you don't have the tools or the expertise to take the next step, if you wish you had that tribe of supportive people, if you're ready to take that next step into the next level, but you have no idea what that's even supposed to look like, or if you just want to feel more fully alive each day. And this is absolutely for you if you want a deeper connection and understanding in your relationships, if you want to become more fulfilled in your own job that you have right now and in daily tasks, if you want to know the true desires of your soul. And if you're ready to enjoy the journey just as much as the destination. And truly, if you are feeling called to expand your spiritual connection, we're going to be doing some incredible exercises, meditations. We have some awesome teachers who are going to come in and really give you the space to understand what that feels like for you. Because for everyone, it's so different. But to be able to do it together uh, makes you feel even more connected than you've ever felt before. So if you're interested in meditation, if you want to create a solid foundation for all of your goals and dreams to be built on, or if you just need a mental reset, a confidence booster, and to really own your own personal power. You guys, this is the place that you want to be. So there are still some tickets left, but they sell out fast. You guys in this year will be the best bliss project that we've ever done. We have a really amazing team working on it and we're adding so many more things than we have ever done in prior years because I know that when I get the opportunity to put 
epic women into a room. I want magical things there so that you guys can truly have the tools to create your own amazing transformation and experiences. And you guys, what happens there is nothing short of miraculous. So if you're ready to create your transformation, if you're ready to step in, if you're ready to have your tribe, this is where you want to be. And I hope that you join us and that I get to meet you and hug you and see you there. So theblissproject.info. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. And today I have Peta Kelly on the show again. I loved having her so much the first time and I cannot wait to have you guys listen to this next conversation. It's always so much fun for me to have some of my favorite humans in the entire world on my podcast because I get to not only catch up, but really they feed my soul. So this conversation is nothing short of mind blowing. So Peter Kelly is a conscious entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, and a philanthropist. She was recently featured in Forbes magazine and was just ranked by Inc. magazine in the top 10 female entrepreneurs changing the world. She is an unbridled soul and barefoot bandit on a mission to unleash the genius of Gen Wise globally. She dropped being a PhD science nerd at the age of 22 and went on the pursuit of that thing that was calling her higher. That's when she found her first business pursuit in network marketing and became a seven-figure earner in isogenics by the age of 26. Her network marketing journey led her to bigger and more global soul work, and now she's building a global enterprise genius, a global hub of nakedly brilliant people mobilized to create change for our planet through conscious enterprise and magical collaborations. She teaches a new way to live, lead, earn and give. And this truly is what excites her most. And you guys, we talk so much about uh, new motherhood life and her new book coming out. And you get so many sneak peeks of the amazing wisdom that she shares. So you guys, let's get started. Peter, I'm so excited to have you on the show again. I know. I'm so excited. It's been so long since I was on now. I can't believe how long your podcast has been going. It's amazing. I know. It it feels like yesterday, but it feels like a long time at the same time. Now, since we were last on together, which is so crazy because I just got tagged in your podcast recently, like this week, <laughs> your last oh, podcast. So oh. I was like, oh, she's coming on again. Um, but there has been so much that has gone on in your life since then. So many amazing, um, uh-huh. incredible things that have happened. So can you catch us up just a bit from where we were? What was that a year and a half, two years ago, maybe a year and a half um, to yeah. where you are now? Well, I have a child now, which is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how much can happen, right? Um, I got married. I had my first child. Her name is Sol, and she is amazing. And I have written a book, and I have built some new brands. Just, I mean, everything. It's crazy how fast things are can be created and are being created, and that includes children and businesses. Mm. <laughs> So fast when you, you know, when you are, you're someone that I, I look to for being in flow, for lack of a better word, just really going with 
um, what's coming at you and being able to bend and flex and sway because I just feel like you're a beautiful model of that. And we, her and I were just speaking before we hit record, which I always feel like I should hit record first because some of the yeah. stuff comes up. But because I'm thinking of having children soon, it's like I'm looking at all of the women that I want to kind of emulate and ask and see how they're they're making it happen to enjoy it because I have this mantra that's going on in my head that I um, just like with the book, like I, I, I wanted to enjoy the process rather than what I had been hearing about it, that it's so painful and it's hard. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do. It's not fun. So I went into it with this idea that it was going to be fun. It was going to be something that was incredible. And, you know, while yes, there's painful moments, it was, it was mind blowing. It was awesome. I will do it again. I I'm calling myself a writer. I love it. I can't wait to get into the second book. So I trying to feel this way about motherhood and you gave me some great advice. So tell me what you're doing to really embrace and change maybe some of the past mantras that you've heard about being a mother. So it's all about stories. There's so many stories floating around in the collective that we can borrow if we're not careful and that we do borrow by default if we're not careful. We don't even realize it's like they are absorbed into ourselves if we aren't super conscious about choosing and rewriting stories. And that's the same for money, our bodies, um, and having children. So I, uh, when I got pregnant, I knew I had to change my stories because there were so many people, just so, immediately, so many people putting fear onto me. When people found out I was going to have um, a home birth and that was my, my goal to have a drug-free home birth, immediately the story started come, being thrown onto me, you know, um, Fear, 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 which is everybody's so well-intentioned, but it's like they're just not rewarding when, for me, I was really, really looking forward to being in labor. Like, that was my story. I couldn't wait to give birth. I loved, like, I loved the lead-up. I loved my pregnancy. I loved everything about it. And that's not me spiritually bypassing. That was my intention, and that was my focus. And that was my story was I can't wait to be in labor. I can't wait to be taken by mother, Na- by mother nature's hand and led through this process of full surrender. I can't wait to be a mom and, um, and birth this beautiful baby and learn what it really means to birth something like as an expression of the universe, which is what I feel like our businesses are, which I love. Imagine that 10 million times, which is what happens when we birth a baby. Like what's more important work than that? So I was Mm. genuinely so excited to find this new harmony and to settle into this new life, which, which blended both creative projects, um, being married and having a new beautiful baby who inspires my work more than anything else. Um, and that's, you know, when, we think about what the womb is, you know, it's like a owl creative guru. It's like a guru. So when you're pregnant, I mean, for me, I found I was pregnant. I didn't once want to like slow anything down. Like the new ideas were flowing. Like within three days of birthing soul, there was, um, so many new ideas for everything. Like you get lit up when you have the, the next generation in your arms. You're like, what more can I do for this planet? So, I have, um, sure there's been tough moments, sure there's been challenging moments, but for me, it's been all about where's my focus? Like, am I focusing on, um, that I can be really real and honest about the challenges, of course, but I'm focusing on everything that's beautiful, inspiring and creative and new. And I'm, and I'm just ensuring that my story is the story of my soul and the one that I'm telling, which is rewarding and not something I've just borrowed from the collective. And that's really what it's come down to is just really really focusing on 
just how what a privilege it is to be able to um to be a mom um, when so many people can't you know and to be a mom and a business uh, a business owner and to blend it all together it's a it's a privilege for me you know that's so beautiful. I literally had tears in my eyes like, yes, because it felt like a full body yes for me. So I, I love that yeah. the immediate reaction is yes. And just remembering to tune and and tap back into that. So what do you do when, because I know, uh, you know, it can be easy, maybe in those times when you're extra tired or you're feeling mm-hmm. really run down to go to those stories and, and kind of lean on them like oh well here it is here's that thing that people were talking about um how do you move through that yeah well and that's the thing sometimes you just gotta get it out like Mm -hmm. so sometimes if we do you know when when soul's been teething or going through a leap and I've been like just about to finish my book like there was a really intense month Mm -hmm. like I just spoke to you about and Sometimes you just got to let it out. Like you got to let the stories out of yourself. Like oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> you just you just got to be human. But then, but then, um, just, just like I use scripting, which is my like ride or die uh, exercise. Like I, I actually script and write out like how I want to feel, and I read it as if it's my movie script every night before I go to bed. And it's like I feel energized. I feel energized and inspired every morning when I wake up. I feel restful and at, at ease. And I. I I just script it. So no matter what's going on in the day, I have this anchor um, and I am embodying uh, a higher, more rewarding story. Um, even though during the day I'm honoring, you know, the process, but I'm always coming back to the story that I'm choosing while still honoring the humanness of it. So it's, it's about being really human in the moment. I think that's so important. Like my husband has definitely seen some tears. Um, and, but then, but then just not letting that become my, um, my embodied story, just coming back to the privilege, coming back to the beauty, coming back to the, um, you know, what can I do? And just being productive about it. You know, like I think sometimes when you're a mom, it's easy to think, um, you're just going to be tired forever and I'm never going to get sleep and but it's like, well, what, what if I can choose to tell a better story? Like what if I can, I mean, you could get real deep. Like what if I can, um, you know, really try and even communicate with my baby and find out like, how are we going to have a rest, more restful sleep tonight? How can I, um, let go of trying to fight this? How can I, um, find more ways to feel restful during the day? Like maybe a 10 minute meditation in the afternoon, even though that's like a luxury for mums, you know, how can I eat better so that I can be better taking care of my body during the day and better support my body so that, you know, cut out any crappy food. And that's really what it comes down to for me is people wonder like, why are you so fussy with like the water you drink and the food you eat? And I'm like, because my vision requires and my baby requires that I am thriving. And Mm. if I'm lacking sleep, I need to pick it up in other areas of my life and really support my body, my body who is doing this amazing job of supporting me as a mom and supporting me as a wife and supporting my vision. And so it's just about it's about as well getting practical. Like, well, what better can I do um, rather than just being in a pity party about it? Mm, yes. Not easy choices, but at the same time, I, I like to go to, you know what, being tired and feeling not or like you're not living in your purpose is even 
harder. So it's kind of yeah. like, which one are you going to choose? That's going to give you that reward at the end and make you feel good and thriving and set that example that you want to set or the one that's just, it has nothing on the other side. That's so beautiful. So Peta, I kind of feel like we have been sisters in write in book writing. Now my, yes. mine, I feel like mine has been going on for years, but I also love that process because it's been so up and down for me, which has been exactly what I needed, um, you know, for, to, to get exactly the message that I wanted to get out. And for you, I have been so excited just to to hear about your process too, and how you've enjoyed it. And even, you know, even the crazy parts to me are some of the best parts. So I would love to hear about your process before we dive into the book. Just what does that look like? Like from beginning to end (laughs) to almost end, right? Well, I remember having that call with you over two years ago when you were writing your book um, and I called you and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Give me all your advice. And we spoke then and I probably started and stopped three times after that. It was like, um, it was like I was being clock blocked by the universe. Like, okay, this is not the right time. It was so I'd start and I'd be like, okay, well, I'm just going to start um, writing as if I'm writing a blog each day and they're going to become my chapters. And there wasn't any real structure. I was just, I was being called to write the book and I wanted to honor that calling, but it, it wasn't fully aligned for me. But mm. that was part of the process. I needed to dump. I needed to get stuff out of my cells. I needed to be incredibly messy and really feel like there was no direction, but but it was still so important to me that I honored the fact that I was being called to write the book. And then I went through the whole, am I really being called to write a book or am I just doing it because that's what I feel like I should do on this path? And um, so I'm back and forth, back and forth. And then also the resistance that comes, which says, don't write today. You've already written enough. You've done a great job. Have a holiday. Come back next week. Like that just, you know, <laughs> whoops the butt. But then it wasn't until um, – I got pregnant, which was uh, like October 2016, that I really kicked my ass into gear because I was like, okay, now I have a deadline, which is when my baby is born. But also I had like this instant new inspiration that was like, this is why I'm writing this book. It's for her and her generation. And that's why it's so important to me that I get this out now. It just, I feel like having a baby and being pregnant gave me this new urgency that I didn't have before. So I went through like sort of just battling resistance to um, becoming pregnant and that becoming my ultimate fuel for writing the book and being more clear about um, the messaging. And then then I just started writing every day and I didn't do a lot, to be honest. It was like um, an hour or two every morning because after that, I really don't have much creative power, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Totally. So an hour or two in the morning and then it was just incredibly messy. I wrote, I just wrote everything that I wanted to talk about. Ended up being about 250,000 words. It was way too big. And then my poor editor, um, and you know her obviously, but we, (laughs) she, she went through the whole thing and then I've cut it since then I cut it. So writing Mm. for me was the easy part, like getting it out of your cells, dumping it. That's the easy part. Um, but it was cutting it down and that it's like clearing out your wardrobe. It's like buying clothes is the easy part, but it's like, okay, what do I want to keep in here? Like what's important? Mm -hmm. That's the tough part. So cutting it down from like 250 to 115,000 words. Um, but then, then towards the end of my book, like I started to just get really loose about it. I, I hand drew all of the pictures in my book. I, I made super fun things. Like I made crosswords, four crosswords to go in my book. I hand drew them um, last minute, like the day before. 
I sent it in so that I could have like a fun, engaging exercise. I just started to get really loose about it. And, you know, because when you first start writing a book, it's like the greatest, most important thing in the world, right? But then as you get to the end of it, you can see all these other books and all these other things that you start to be like, I don't care if this isn't perfect. I don't care if there's, you know, I want this to be polished. But if there's a couple typos, it's not the end of the world. I don't care if people think I need more polished drawings. I don't care. Like this is done. And and then at the very end of the process, it's like, okay, this is not my book anymore. This is <laughs> this is their book and I'm holding on to it. But I literally, it's not like I don't care about the book. It's just like I've done everything I can. Um, it's meant to be raw. If it, you know, it's 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 polished, of course, because I had a beautiful editor, but I'm done. It's not my book anymore. And that's the greatest feeling is like, okay, let it go. And now it's like, it's just it it becomes like taken out of your hand. That's that was the greatest feeling that day when I was like, um, I didn't read through it again. I was like, uh, uh, it's not mine now. Mm. It's it's the world's now. Take it. Goodbye. <laughs> that is so similar to everything that I experienced, and I totally get how at the end it's because I'm at the end right now. I'm just like, okay, we're nope, we're good. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yep, I've read it. It's good. We're good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Otherwise you can get a tat. Like when you go oh. into editing mode, you, I could edit all day long. I could be like, well, yeah. maybe I don't want to use this story anymore, which changes the whole chapter. So you got to just like decide that it's done and what was yeah. there, what came out that day was perfect, right? Like it was yeah. meant to come out for those exactly. people. So exactly. I love hearing that. So tell me about, tell me what the book is about. Oh, so the book, <laughs> here we go. Um, so the book is called Earth is Hiring and it's the new way to live, lead, earn and give for millennials and anyone who gives a shit. So mm. the book is basically like a playful call up to our generation and everybody else who identifies with um, this stuff, you know, and it's basically a, yeah, like it's just a super playful conversation around, okay, what's going on right now? Like what are we asked to do in terms of living, leading, earning, and giving? Like what is earth really wanting from us? Mm. And I say it's the new way to live, lead, earn, and give, but really it's like the old way made relevant now. You know what I mean? Like I'm definitely not claiming like this is my way, the new way, like gospel. It's just like the old way made fresh. Mm. It's very much um, going back to ancient times or bringing it back to now. Um and so it's like, what is earth wanting us to do? And, you know, there's a, there's a, at the end of the book, I talk specifically about mother earth and, you know, the fact what she's asking us to do very specifically. But if we, what I was really called to share was that what she is most wanting from us is to upgrade our vibration. You know, where there's all these incredible conscious companies being born, um, uh, you know, like I did an Instagram post the other day asking for, hey, everybody send me your favorite conscious um, clothing brands, sustainable, ethical, um, conscious clothing brands. And I am like, I can't even keep up with my Instagram messages. Like I can't even find, I can't even find all the tags. Like I'm trying to keep, I'm, I promised everyone a blog post and I'm like, oh my God, I can't even keep up with all these tags. It's insane. Wow. And so there, the, the way that our world is going, like people are starting to give more of a shit and it's happening so fast that I don't feel like it's my job to tell the world how to um, upgrade their action. I do that a very small amount at the end of my book. But my, my message is really about, guys, we have all the resources. We have everything we need to uh, whatever we want to call it. I don't like to say save the earth because it doesn't make sense to me that we're saving like the most um, epic freaking 
um, being there is, which is Mother Earth. We are simply being asked to raise our vibration so that we are in harmony with her. That's what we're being asked to do. We're not being asked to like try and save her. It's like she's the boss. We've got to get on her energetic postcode. So that's what the book is all about, play and circulating energy and living in alignment and living in our tap. Um, that's living. And then we go into leading, which is very much about being really human um, and also shifting the focus so when the world seems to go really low like when you know when we're seeing terrorist attacks and mm -hmm. this president did this and rah, 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 can we like really take responsibility for our vibration when it's really hard like the behind the scenes leadership like without putting that pressure on ourselves to be like this word impeccable like I can't stand that word right now because Everybody is like, well, I want to be impeccable. I want to be impeccable. And I'm like, fuck, I'm like the least impeccable person there is because <laughs> like I am like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like I'm impeccable in terms of I like to think that I will, I will speak to people's face, how I speak to them behind their back. But I'm not impeccable as in I'm super clean. You know what I mean? Like I like we're such a work in pros in in progress and we're reattached to leadership, integrity and impeccability, it's really removing us from our authenticity. Mm. So it's coming back to our authenticity and making like our commitment to our soul and our commitment to the earth and our commitment to our highest alignment, our commitment to our tribe, making that our priority rather than false integrity and impeccability, which is not integrity at all. So um, the leadership conversation is a bit like that. And then we move into earning, which is – all about upgrading our story around money and collectively um, improving our story around money so that we can put it in the hands of heart consciousness and not think that we have to choose between consciousness and money because we don't. Mm -hmm. um, and then moving to this um, conscious enterprise, which again, I wrote like this humongous, long, humongous, humongous thing about conscious enterprise. And I scaled it right back to like just a couple little chapters because I thought, you know, there's enough people talking about this. I want to give I want to give like a high overview um, because there are so many amazing people doing this, you know. So mm -hmm. I speak about um, the chief entity, which is what I call the spiritual boss of our business and how we all have one, you know, like, you know, earn your happy and the bliss project. Like they're, they're your chief entities. Like they are the boss um, above the CEO, you know, above you and Chris, mm -hmm. you know, for the love of money is Chris is the chief entity for Chris. It's like this spiritual boss that has tapped you and tapped him on the shoulder mm. and it said birth me so I speak about that um, relationship with that spiritual boss like that um, the boss in the sky mm. and then um, and then we go into giving which is all about being on team earth and um, you know being on team earth and really giving props to humanity and not constantly talking about the world going to shit but just acknowledging how beautiful humanity is um, and then I finished back up with where it started which is let's upgrade our vibration for the earth and I think that's really the crux of this message and where we need to uh, what we need to be reminded of because we are not short on resources to change the world we are not short on excellence and human brilliance what we um we just need to collectively give enough of a shit and we're seeing that happen rapidly and that's why um you know my next book i just want to write like one page just saying like i'm so fucking proud of humans because i think we forget that um amongst all the atrocities we're doing a really really good job and the world is um to me still improving mm. 
Oh, you gave so much freedom there with so many things that you said, uh, just talking about being so incredibly human, because for me, this journey has been, I mean, I, I don't know if it's slower than other people's faster. It doesn't really matter to me anymore because mm-hmm. it's like, I have to allow whatever's coming through for me as far as just, uh, upgrading my own vibration like for me it took me longer like I basically listened to my spiritual boss right away like okay I'm gonna birth this I'm gonna birth that but as far as you know giving uh like taking care of the earth like that took me longer and I had so much Mm -hmm. shame around it like even switching out all my cleaning products was so we like I don't know why I had this attachment to making sure things were a certain way. Like we have these strange attachments that can actually hold us back a bit or we can feel shame around or we feel like we have to do it all at once. And it's kind of like, okay, well, these things go in steps, right? Like you gave four amazing examples, but what is something that like, what does it actually look like when we make that conscious decision to upgrade our vibration? Like, you know, one step at a time. So, so at the, at the end of the book, I talk about that upgrading the action, our actions for earth and upgrading our vibration. That's the secret source. Mm. But at the, but in terms of upgrading our, our vibration, it all comes down for me. It's firstly about, um, doing what feels good to us. I think we have this shame around feeling good mm. and everything going really well. And we're, you know, thriving you know like we we want to thrive but only to the degree that it's not too much for other people and yet what earth is asking us for is not to thrive less to help others thrive more it's to thrive more and help others thrive more Mm. so um so it's really about um being living in alignment and i talk about the kinked hose it's about like just getting rid of this obligatory stuff and the stuff that doesn't feel good and really creating a life around what feels good And I talk about my cacao ceremony every day. Like every day, 10 a.m., I sit with cacao because it feels good. And I don't need to justify it any more than that. It feels amazing to me. It raises my vibration. I feel good. And, you know, if I was to die next week, I'm going to be really glad that I had my cacao. Do you know what I mean? It's like (laughs) it's it's those little things. And um, living a kink-free life, which means like, okay, that doesn't feel good. Tuesday, 5 p.m., I don't want to go to salsa classes anymore. I want to learn Japanese or whatever mm. it is, Pro- probably the other way around. Probably prefer to do salsa than learn Japanese. Um, <laughs> but, you know, nothing against Japanese. Apparently it's really hard. But um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just So that and also play. So I was in a um, beautiful plant medicine ceremony last year, and I had probably the most profound experience around this play. And it was like I felt for the first time in my life what play actually feels like. And I was given a very specific message, like you need to teach your generation how to play because play is not a distraction. Um, to me, it's part of our work ethic. And it's mm-hmm. really important that we play um, in order to access creativity and downloads and ideas that we can't access when we are not raising our vibration. So I feel like everything we want is sort of like up there, you know, like up there in a higher vibration, our solutions, our clarity, our downloads, our insights, our ideas, um, our, our compassion. It's all up there in a vibration that we sometimes don't allow ourselves to go to because we feel guilty about it. So um, that's what I love about um, the message of raising my and I and I can talk, say I love it because it's like I'm just the vessel for this message. I'm, I'm not the creator of it, you know. So mm-hmm. I um, – and I talk about circulating energy as well. So just like, oh, you know, get rid of the screensaver, like change what you wear. I know you're really big on this too, like dressing for your soul, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, if you if you feel more creative and badass wearing the, your vintage Mickey Mouse shirt on Tuesdays, like get out of the active wear and like wear it and mm. work somewhere new and get on a plane and just like shake your life up so that you can get rid of all the energy and like just raise up, you know, and I just feel like we've, I think, and I don't know if you agree, but we've gone through this phase of getting really honest and we we're, so we're all sharing our hearts and getting mm. so honest about shit that's going wrong in our life. But mm. very rarely do we say, you know what, everything is just fucking amazing right now and I'm thriving mm. and we can we can do that while still honoring the times when we are in fetal position crying but I think we need to give um we need to realize that we're not doing anything noble by um trying to not feel good you know what I mean it's like uh. we, we've got to feel good <laughs> fuck mm. like that's what earth wants from us she wants us to feel good because she wants us to get on her wave and the only way we can get on her wave is if we can vibrate more like her mm. um and that's where i feel the harmony with mother earth is you know that's when we're going to feel harmony with her is when we can get on her energetic postcode mm. oh i'm just over here like yes <laughs> you're feeding me right now um i, I love talking about play so much because i think that i uh, this last year i was kind of on the extreme end of just a really crazy year and then I yeah. just got back from Costa Rica where I just played for like a yes. week straight I mean <laughs> there was a lot of good soul stuff there but all I just played we surfed we yeah. horseback rode we I, la, like literally there was one one hour in there where some of us just laughed for an hour straight we just did like a skit like a random like where you play like when you're a kid like you just randomly break out as actors and actresses and do a yeah. weird skit like we did this hilarious random skit like who does that like that's <laughs> when you can access that that is it's like more came so on, on the plane ride home I have this e-course that I want to build right and I was thinking oh I have to take these two weeks and build out this e-course and I need space for creativity where am I ever going to get this time what am I going to do this yeah. was my thought and 15 minutes on the plane ride home done boom just yeah. like instant creative download so clear and it was immediately it was like my soul was like it's because you played and my natural state yes. is to play to have yes. fun to connect with amazing people and that was what opened up all of the space yes. without the time so what yes. is something that you and and Eric do or maybe you do on your own how do you protect or create that time for yourself yeah, well, just like you, I'm learning how to do it because it's not natural for me to play either. Like, I, I was so serious as a kid. Like, I mean, I wanted to be prime minister when I was like five years old. <laughs> I was just, awesome. so it's, it's, it's really new for me to play. So, the cover of my book is super playful. I've got like Tamagotchis and Game Boys on it and stuff like that. And um, it's just uh, things like, like, I actually recorded a video for my book that will be out soon. And Eric and I just like started dancing in La Jolla on just on the grass and just, just like acting the fool is almost mm -hmm. like how I need to play. It's like laughing at stupid stuff. Yes. Um, it's, it's a lot of dancing. Um, I think having a child really helps you play cause you don't really do anything else when you're with your child. Then they, they are just 100% play like if you ever need vibe inspirations like look at the look at your baby mm. and so it's stuff like that it's um it's like um as well just being like I feel like we can do play and we can be play mm. so I try and be play too I try and be really light about things like even in my email sometimes I'll just 
even like I was speaking to a caterer. My sister's getting married and I'm organizing the catering the other day. And I just went on this and told this little funny story to the caterer. She probably doesn't give a shit, but I was like, but I want this, I want my day to feel playful. I don't want it to feel just like um, email after email. So I feel like we can lace play through everything we do, like our emails, how we dress, um, what we write on Facebook, um, you know, how we eat, how we cook. Um, perhaps it's just making cupcakes in the afternoon. It's just we can lace the vibration of play through everything we do. We can even just by lightening up, like even just simply by realizing that, hey, it's not all so serious today. Um, I don't – I can laugh at this. I can, you know, it's it's not – so we can do it and we can also just be it. Uh, oh, my God. I love this conversation because right now it's – I feel like we are living this beautiful time of realization of – you being a human is all of it. It's not like I am this way. It was like, I used to label myself, right? I'm this way here. I'm this way here. I have to be like this here. I have to wear this here. This is Mm -hmm. how we're showing up. But there's no, it's like, there's so much suppression in that. There's no freedom. There's always these decisions of what to say and what not to say. And right now we're in this time of, okay, you can be a leader, like what you're talking about, you can lead. And you could actually lead in a playful way or in a fun way. Like if that's your personality, and that's where you really thrive, bring Mm -hmm. that in, use those stories, use that part of you that's fun, like make it fun. Or if you love to talk about certain things, where else can you weave that in? So for you, is there something that you maybe before were suppressing a bit or you thought you had to be, but now you are kind of writing your own story around it? Yeah, a couple of things. So firstly is you can only do one thing at once. That's like, you know, I read the book, The One Thing, and I'm obsessed with that book, but my personality is not the one thing, personality. So although that book to me is like, I mean, life-changing, and I've read it twice. For me, I'm like, yeah, but I I just have a very – like my brain is very – I feel very capable of doing a few different things at once, and I really like having that variety. So that was one thing how everybody was like, just one thing, one thing, what's your one thing? I'm like, but I'm never going to have just one thing. Um, I think as well just owning – like, eh, you know, owning the way I speak. So, I mean, it's no – it's no real secret that I speak very passionately and I like to drop a fuck bomb here or whatever. And that's very Australian. And there was a lot of times where people would say, that's not classy or that's not graceful. or You can't be classy and speak that passionately at the same time. And I'm like, that's just not my story. Right. I, you know, and it's just owning myself and the own knowing who I am and where my intention is and always speaking and even writing in a way on Facebook where it's like I don't need to, um, you know, I, it's just being really honest. Like I know who I am and I know my intention and I, you know, I know what vibration is in my words and, and as they come out of my mouth and onto the paper. And, and although people may say this or that, it's like that's not my story and I am, I am expressing exactly as it's true for me in my heart. Um, I think another one is the feminine story. So I'm super naturally in my masculine energy comes very easy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom uh, was the same because she uh, was a single mom of four. So she was, you know, had to be in a masculine all the time. It's very easy for me to go, 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 um, to get shit done, to be super. That's really easy for me. Softening into my feminine what is what is my work. Um, and so that was another thing I had to, another story I had to change was, you know, I'm just not like that. I'm just not girly. 
Um, you know, I just, I don't really do floral. And it, my soul was like, fuck, I would like you to do some floral. <laughs> you, know, you are floral. Stop. <laughs> just like, just fucking take off the black for a minute. And so now like, and I, and I know you're the same because I've seen you post mm-hmm. about it. When I let my soul dress me, I'm like, hold on a minute. Like, I don't have to identify with being anything. Like, I am everything. And maybe on this day or this day. So that's another story I've had to let myself be more fluid with is, you know, I am, um, I am soft. I, I am feminine. You know, I, you know, I'm not just this driven go-getter. Like I, I, I do like to rest. The one I'm working on now is I don't know how to relax because I still don't know how to relax. That's very real. But um, but that's my new that's my new work. <laughs> mm, I totally when I just talking about when I just got to Costa Rica, it was like I had anxiety the first two days because yeah. I was like, Chris, I cannot yeah. be here for nine days. Like this is oh. gonna kill me. <laughs> and it was day three, and I was like, I I'm only here nine days. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so amazing though like but it takes time right that story is like it is it is in there deep I'm actually surprised I was able to do that but okay so I love that okay. let's talk about I, I do just want to talk about when you decided to allow yourself to I'm going to use just the clothing thing because it is a big it's kind of um it's it's just such a real example of being able to do it quickly like change how you feel um but sometimes when you would go put on the floral once in a while did it ever happen to you where you step out and you're like god this just looks ridiculous but then you have to almost or like it's too much or what are people gonna think and then you have to go back to the original feeling how has that ever happened to you because that's happened to me where I'll put something on and be like maybe this is too much for people like maybe this is too sexy or they won't do you know what I mean yeah no totally I I yeah I think that's so natural as well it happens all the time like just it's we've got to catch up it's like we have to catch up to ourselves we've always got our ego or our shadow self or, you know, whatever. We've always got that part of us that's going to try and trip us up when we're about to go somewhere new, like when we're about to experience this new happiness. And we've always got like that safety net, like that that comfort voice that's like, no, maybe you should put on, put your little lemon back on. Like it's comfortable, it's safe, you look good in it. That's who you really are. Like who are you trying to be? Like you don't need to do this. You're still comfortable. Um, but if we can just stop and be like, okay, you know, how do I really feel? Like what's – what is my soul really wanting? Like I just cleared out all my whole wardrobe. Um, I do it all the time, but I just did it like in a whole new way where I literally tipped everything out onto the floor, every piece of item of clothing in my house. And I hand touched every single one and asked, does this spark joy? It's Marie Kondo's method. I was like, does this spark joy? Do I love this item of clothing? And if the answer was no, I thanked it for whatever it was and, and passed it on and to, to pass on to somebody else. And, and I left myself with a wardrobe of very few clothes, all that I love. And I've got a whole rack of high-waisted vintage one-piece bathing suits of like all different colors. And for me, like there was – when I first started wearing them, I was like, well, Peter, this is, you know, like you're a mom. Like, I mean, I started wearing before I was a mom, but I wore them recently in Cabo and I had the stories of you're a mom now. Like, should you, you know, wear like some underwire or something, you know? And But my soul was like, no, no, no these are your babies. Sorry about that. Okay. It's okay. No, but my soul was like, these are your betas. Like you, you're a high-waisted vintage. Like this is your, this is your thing. So 
I think is I think we just got to practice. Like, how does my soul feel? And it's just nothing feels better than when you feel fully aligned. And and clothes are an important part of that. And I denied that for a long time. I was like, I don't need clothes to feel good because I'm so earthy. I mean, like, mm. I didn't do my nails. I don't need to do my hair. I still don't do mm-hmm. my hair. I love I love my hair wild, which is another story mm-hmm. I had to change. You know, like I I love my wild hair. I love it. And um, but the clothing is one thing where it's like, how would I dress if I d- wasn't judging myself so hard? Like, how would I dress if, you know, I had a week to live and my soul was like fully in charge? Like, how would I dress to make me feel fully alive today and creative today? And it's, you know, it's, it's really is liberating, especially because, and I think for as well, moms would probably trip up, you know, mm-hmm. like just, it's, it's, it's almost I don't know, I I can't describe the feeling, but when you do dress up and you look in the mirror, it's almost, it is uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when you put on that floral dress or whatever, because you're, you're seeing a new part of yourself that perhaps you have suppressed for a long time. You might feel guilty. You might feel like, who are you? You may just be feeling like you're, you know, so like so in touch with your soul that it's so emotional that you want to take it off. Um, but I think it's, yeah, that, that soul work is, is really powerful. Mm. even just at, even just at the level of clothing you know well that's the that's the thing though for me is clo- clothing is representative of yeah. a personality trait or something yeah. a part of your soul that you've been suppressing so for me it just comes in the physical form of clothing but that floral dress might be a softening or uh-huh. those black leather pants might be you showing up a little bit more yeah. in your power and a little bit with more boundaries and more don't maybe don't mess with me or maybe, yeah. you know, so for me, clothing is, is a way for me to actually try on those other parts of me that maybe yes. I, I didn't realize I was scared of showing to people, but at, when I show up in that outfit, I actually have to, like, it's almost yes. like here it is. So now I am going to also, yeah. you know, own this part of me that you are now yeah. physically seeing with your eyeballs. So now yeah. I'm going to step into that. So it's actually when I do get dressed in something, I'm actually trying on that part of my soul and letting it show on the outside. So it's become like a really physical act of this is how you feel today. So show that, you know, so be yeah. that, wear that show up in it. Um, it's like, so that's why it's like, it's just clothing, but it's not right. It's like, you're wearing a Uh, sign. You're wearing a sign. That's like, I need to soften today. I'm going to show up softer. So yeah, I love it. (laughs) Oh, it's like, I'm super passionate about it right now because it is something that it's always in the back of my head of, you know, I hear a lot of women say this, like, especially as we're stepping in and you're doing the things that you want to do. And I'm sure that you can so relate to this. It's like, am I being too big? Am I being too much? Am I, you know, I know that you are such a, and I love it. I know that you speak your truth all the time. So it's like, is this going to be too much for people? But at, you know, when you're writing it, you feel that full body. Yes. Of this is important. It has to come out. And then all of a sudden, your, you know, your mind can start second guessing it. So what do you go back to when you have a message that you know has to come out, but all of a sudden it's like, oh boy, like maybe I shouldn't say that. So what do you get rooted in or, or do you do anything around that to kind of remember? Yeah. I think I always come back to like, I know it sounds morbid, but I think there's nothing like remembering death to inspire fullness in the moment. And so I 
always come back to you. If I was to die next week and I didn't get this message to these people, like, you know, and I come back to, am I, I always come back to, is this fear or love? Like, mm-hmm. am I, am I not posting this out of fear? Like, is, is it fear? Because if, you know, I never make decisions out of fear. So it's, it comes back to, um, is writing this, is writing this message more important to me than the fear? And I then, I, I sort of, you sort of got to process it. Like, like there's been a lot of times I have been attacked for my truth by people who don't know me and also by people who sort of do. And it always is, um, you, you know, there's 99% people who always love what you do. You know, that you're the same thing. And, but then we tend to focus on the ones who don't and it stings and sometimes it can actually really scar. Like I've, I've had to really work through that. Um, you know, like I actually have anticipated, you know, some backlash. Sometimes I've, I've gone to post or share and it just, I just gotten to the point where I'm like, it's so like fierce in me. It's so important that I'm like the, the channel that, um, the human part of me is like coming along like, you know, I'm a little scared and and, and those little scars come up, but it's, it, it's not an, it just becomes like not an option. Like it just becomes, you become just, I suppose when you commit to being used by, you know, God or source or the universe or mother earth or whatever, uh, another, you know, an entity, like a, a chief entity, a spiritual boss, you sort of just get taken, you know, and you're like, I, I'm of service to you, not just when it's going to be easy, when I know I'm going to get a thousand likes. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm getting ready to speak in January, um, same event that Chris is speaking at. And mm-hmm. at the beginning, I planned to share a really vulnerable story that I haven't shared with anyone but Eric. And I don't really want to share it, to be honest. I don't want to share that with 6,000 people. I don't want mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm going to sit on a stool and share it because, because it is going to be challenging for me. But I've been told, guided, that this is the story that people need to hear in order to get the point. And so, you know, sometimes there are times when I want to speak my truth and I and it's actually not worth it to me. You know, like there's a few different topics where I'm like, mm, I don't want to go there right now because it's really, you know, like for, for instance, politics or something like that where I'm like, it's not really part of my work to talk mm. on that. And yeah, I can have my views on it, but I don't want to go like energetically. That vibration is not so, is not rewarding for me to go there. And I really get a clear no, you know. Mm-hmm. But but when it comes to like sharing sharing my truth in congruence for me, like with congruency, I just remind myself, yeah, people are going to drop off. Like whenever I talk about home birth, um, which I'm passionate about, whenever I talk about that or a few other things I always notice I lose followers and I'm just like, that's great because I, there's nothing like the freedom of being able to talk about what's true for you. There's nothing like that. And every time I, I do um, venture into that, like new truths and new boldness around my truth, I know I'm creating space for the people who I'm meant to be, I'm meant to be speaking and communicating with. And it's just, it's like this new, like every time you, you do it, it just, it, it reveals a new freedom and a new you're always rewarded with with something whether it's just a new level of certainty boldness or you know some some more powerful messages in your inbox of people who's, who've been moved and you know it's always um it's always better than mm. than the the little shitty things and i think that's an important it's always important to remember that you're never going to be agreed with all the time. And why would we want to be that so boring? And, mm-hmm. 
you know, it's just a rite of passage, you know, where it's a, it's a universe of, it's a free will universe. Everybody has the right to their opinion that not just me, everybody does. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it just, it just comes down to the question of, you know, is it, is it going to feel better for me to share my truth no matter what or not? And sometimes it'll be a yes. And sometimes it'll be a no. Mm-hmm. You don't, I love that. You don't realize how much energy like the back and forth of trying to kind of like balance or, or speak to so many different kinds of people even though you don't really feel a certain way or to try yeah. to please everyone or I love that you even talked about politics because I feel the same way I'm not called but I feel like I'm supposed to be and that's that yeah. takes so much energy it's like when you get those moments of that's not for me that's not for me this is for me that's okay if I'm gonna get this here it is like all of a sudden the lightness and the energy that comes back to you, that was yours. That was just out there. You know, you get like this recharge and and it's instant. And I, I believe in it's immediate, like, so it's confirmation. It's like, okay, great. That wasn't for me. This energy is now being returned to me for more of this. So that's super powerful. So what are you, cause I could talk to you all day. Clearly I'm looking at the mm-hmm. clock, but what are you most excited about with this book? What is something, who, who are the people that you want, um, to get their hands on it? Well, the first demographic is millennials, millennials who are consider themselves to be, you know, like conscious leaders or conscious entrepreneurs, people who care about like shifting the world. Um, But that's not limited to just people in millennial age group. It's anybody who's really like, oh, you know, I want to do my bit in the world, but I'm perhaps feeling it's a little heavy. Like what? What do I need to hear from the earth? Like, you know, how can I feel lighter in my pursuits of changing the world? You know, as we say. Um, that's who I really want to get their hands on. I want, I want the people who really care to be able to lighten up, um, and, and to honor themselves more and to never miss that step on their pursuit to change in the world. And, um, to just know that they're so infinitely supported by all of us, you know, it's, it's our earth, it's our planet. Everything we do is for each of us. Like that's what, every time I see someone pick up rubbish, I'm like, thank you. Like, this is my home too, you know? So I love, I want people just to feel supported and thanked by, by me and by mother earth too. just, just to, to shift that conversation from, well, you could all be doing so much more to like, thank you for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. So where can we find it? Where can we follow you? All that good stuff. So, um, I have, we'll have earthishiring.com set up, um, that will be able to, that people will be able to get the book there also on Amazon. Um, my website, peterkelly.com, and just on Facebook and Instagram where I hang out. Mm. I hang out there part-time. <laughs> I love that. Peter, I just want to acknowledge you and thank you because there are there are days when you are – when I'm stepping into something new or maybe I am speaking about something that is scary to me and I think of you. I remember you. And it's knowing that there are other women out there who are – fiercely stepping into their truth and just uh, doing it for such a bigger reason and because it's a calling and because we get to create and it's it's such a beautiful um, journey and responsibility for us so I think of you quite often and you inspire me to be bigger and expand not to shrink so I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for you too and likewise I think of you all the time and we talk about you all the time in our household. 
<laughs> I yeah. love that. I love that. Well, hopefully we get to play together yes. soon. <laughs> and yes. you guys, if you loved this episode, make sure you share it with your friends. And I have everything linked up in show notes so that you can go and grab this book. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.